Real estate is maybe the last product that we consume that is uh, being manufactured in our city. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leumitec, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opus Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Today, I am joined by Eran Polak, the CEO and co-founder of Hap Investments. Eran Polak oversees a diverse portfolio of residential and commercial real estate that is renowned for its location, proximity to mass transit, and innovative construction and design. Mr. Polak is an established entrepreneur with a long history of successful real estate ventures in Eastern Europe, Israel, and the United States. Mr. Polak's strengths are the early identification of emerging regions and the development of projects tailored for those markets. He is one of the first developers to identify East Harlem, as well as the Journal Square neighborhood of Jersey City, as areas in preliminary stages of urban revitalization. He was also an early leader in the revival of Nevet Sedek, a highly coveted neighborhood in the heart of Tel Aviv. You're a veteran for the area, a mm-hmm. veteran in the real estate industry. You're responsible for some incredible projects um, and, and even more than the actual projects, which I encourage anybody to go to, to the website of your organization to look at. It, it's the way that you think through these projects and the strategy and the, the, the well-roundedness that you understand of the consequence of your actions and how, how the, the environment also impacts the success of the projects and at the end, what the consumers want. I think that's really interesting. And so, Aran, thank you very much for being here. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what real estate is for you, why you're dedicating sort of your career to real estate. Yes, so um, I'm uh, going to turn 50 next year. And I'm 30 years in the business, um, did a lot of stuff. Uh, all of those years I was doing real estate. I'm doing real estate uh, since the day that I uh, finished my army service in Israel. Started very small, I bought one apartment, renovated, and I grew to uh, be a real estate developer. Got into construction. I was a construction company now that uh, is doing construction for us and for others. Um, I love real estate. I think it's uh, we're all using it. Um, it's uh, the main product that uh, all of us is uh, using, and uh, and uh, you know a lot of everything. Real estate is everything. People getting married. People getting uh, engaged. People having their children. People get getting out of the parents' house, moving to their own house. Um, you know, and uh, in some cultures, people stay together and, and go in the houses. We know that uh, from uh, the culture in the uh, in, uh, north of Israel, for example. Um, so it's a very interesting culture, cosmopolitan uh, industry. Uh, and I, I love it. I, I really love it. And so... You know, obviously, real estate is is a cornerstone of the American dream as well, right? I mean, it, it goes back to this idea of working hard so that we can own 
keys to our own place and we can live a we can live a, a comfortable stable life with four walls and a roof above our head that will keep us safe and secure that is what the home is for us what the cave was for the for, for you know for our, our right. ancestors and so transitioning though to to this idea of project management and building these large-scale projects, these huge buildings as part of your work. You know, why, why choose that route in real estate? Why choose the route of uh, doing more bigger project than... Well, I think it's, uh, it's a New York thing. Uh, when I started in New York, I did start uh, with smaller projects, and I found out that... Uh, in New York, it's a very complicated uh, city, a very hard city to build in, and uh, economy of scale is uh, is uh, is important here. Uh, what I learned, uh, I think, is that, and what I learned, or what I'm seeing in the last, I would say, three, four, five years, and now even more is that there is much bigger demand for apartment, either as rent or uh, as condo to buy, there is much bigger demand for apartments that are in uh, big buildings, well uh, with well amenities, with all the amenities, swimming pool, rooftop, uh, gym, sauna, whatever you can have. And mm-hmm. uh, there is much more demand to those uh, big projects uh, that give you more and more services. And uh, we are also getting more and more and more into cre- uh, community creation. Yes. Yeah, having um, advisors, having having some person that is a pivot in the building, and uh, trying to get engagement, and 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 uh, and that's like the reason that I'm I'm learning and seeing during my thirty years career that it's 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 better to focus. It's more. It's the right. And the other thing is. Uh, that I think is very interesting, and that's that's correct to real estate all over the world, not just in New York. A lot of our time now talking about, which I love, learning about what people need. You're talking about building these community projects. You're talking about concierge, advisors, communal living, different things that aren't trivial, right? I mean, we can we could have conceived of these ideas perhaps 20, 30 years ago, but really through societal changes, we're seeing how, what people want and what people need. And you sort of as a visionary and, and as the owner of these projects, you are laying the foundation of, of, of what do we actually implement now versus, versus later and, and how do you make decisions? And so I'm really curious about that. How, what process do you go through to determine what is the right sort of methodology to work through these projects and what do people actually want out of their living space in the buildings that you're building? So I think it's about uh, using the space uh, as good as you can and as efficient as you can. So first of all, uh, we live in a world now that the apartments that are being built are small. They are smaller. It's a fact. Um, a one bedroom will be 600 square foot, even 550 sometimes. A two bedroom will be 700 square foot, 800, maybe 1,000 square foot. And what I think is people, I think the consumer is okay with that. 
with the having with living in a smaller apartment. But if you can give them the amenities that are shared between 100, 200, 300 apartments, 400 apartments, so then they have another space that they can use for the free time or for uh, having guests or parties or war or study. Um, so I think uh, a space to walk and study is important. A space to have friends and to have a glass of wine with them uh, that is outside of your apartment. Um, but Aaron, is that common for everybody? So do you think at this point that every project needs to have these spaces or, or does it depend on the demographic that perhaps is supposed to live there? So I'm very much focusing on New York now and I'm, I'm here and that's, you know, in New York, from what I see, there is a, the, there is huge demand for that. And the difference between a, a building like that to a building without of all of those amenities can be 30, 20, 30, 40, in, and even 50% in prices. Uh, people are willing to pay for that. Uh, I'm seeing those buildings being rented much faster. Uh, I'm talking much faster. If a building without amenities, you, you will open and it might, may, may take three, four, five months to rent everything or six months. A building uh, with amenities uh, can take a month. Wow. Okay. And so if you're now zooming out again a little bit about this idea of projects, give me a little bit of insight as to what's happening with your group and what you've done over the last 30 years. And just in terms of, you know, scaling some numbers, just so that I have a, some, some bigger picture. Yeah, I was working uh, in uh, Eastern Europe in Budapest, uh, working on a smaller scale. Uh, but I, I, I did project that I really liked over the six, eight apartments, very boutique, um, was very, was fun, was very interesting and very successful. Uh, then I did two projects over there that were already bigger, uh, with hundred apartments each. Uh, and then I was working in Israel like a few years, um, doing almost everything in real estate from, you know, just buying an apartment and renovating to building projects and trading in real estate, everything real estate. And when I started here in New York at 12, maybe already 13 years ago, I started again, smaller, six apartment, eight apartment, 20 apartment buildings, uh, 30 apartment buildings and go to bigger project. Right now I finished a large project in 28th street uh, wow. with 200 apartment. I'm wow. working on a project in Jersey city with 900 apartments. Wow. And, you know, I'm still looking and, uh, looking for, I have a very interesting project in Tribeca that I like a lot. It's a great neighborhood and the concept is going to be very nice and, uh, Again, we're going to combine between nice amenities to a great brand. Um, we're, going to, we're going to call it the Rebel, which would be like, you know, for people that did something in their life and have already, like, you know, money and they're in the 40s, 50s, but they still want to consider themselves as the Rebel. By the way, over there, we're, so cool. we're going to try a new thing and we're going to have a musical. Uh, we're going to have uh, a room that would be with uh, all the acoustics and the drums 
and um, new, the thing for the guitar, the amplifiers for the guitars. So we're taking, we're doing a luxury, very heavily luxury building. Um, but we're doing amenities that are like all kinds, like with, you know. And so Aran, when you, you're mentioning these different projects in Tribeca and New York, et cetera, but how, how do you, dis- I mean, it sounds like these projects, you know, they're, they, they take a long time, right? I mean, and, and once you commit, you, you know, you're committing to something that's, that's long-term. Oftentimes, do you yourself research and come up with proposals or do people come to you with requests and proposals? How do you even start to think about, you know, even where you want to do a project? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's an amazing question. And because like you said, it's a, it's a sound like 2018, for example, it was a seven year project. It was an assemblage of few, few different pieces of land until we bought everything, until we got everything approved. And you're right, you're planning something for the future in a way. You're planning something that's going to be on the market at three, four, five, six years from now. And what I'm doing and what a lot of developers are doing is like, first of all, you're basing a lot of decision on data. You will go on the internet, on all of the databases, collect all the information about uh, buildings in the area, demographics, schools are very important. Which school, what schools? Uh, for example, in 28th Street, there is a very close by, like one of the newest, most important uh, private schools in New York. And that school was a lot of consideration for us. And we're seeing now that we are selling to families that goes to that school. And so data. And then there is the people, right? We're bringing walkers and we listen it. They tell us, we think people would need like one, one bedrooms, two bedrooms, three bedrooms, three bedrooms should be X, Y, Z square foot. People, we want that amenities or these amenities. And then also I have my stomach, meaning sometimes I'm looking at the data, hearing uh, everyone around me, uh, hearing the teams. But sometimes, like 28th Street is a good example because when I, when I bought 28th Street, some people were arguing with me that it's not even Chelsea. Mm. And don't, you know, don't make effort, don't make it too fancy, don't invest too much, try to be very moderate. Now, a year ago, two years ago, Facebook is buying uh, offices at 34th Street and they are saying this is yep. our offices in Chelsea. So 28 cities is already the center of Chelsea. Of wow. So you and, need to and, think and, and this obviously coming. happened, this happened long after you committed to the project. Oh, long yeah, after. yeah, long after that I'm into construction. So, but you need to see those things happening because they would happen because cities, especially cities like New York have the nature to grow. Neighborhoods in cities like New York have the nature to grow and to expand. Uh, so you need to see all of the things, what will happen, what is now, what people would like. Um, I think, and it's an, a, 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 it's a different topic maybe, that one of the challenges of uh, real estate and real estate development these days is tech. Because you, you're starting a project and you want to adopt tech into the building, right? You want to have things, you want to have like smart homes or all kinds yeah. of interesting techs. 
saying I'm going to finish the project in three years, four years, and tech is always changing. And this is, I think, one of the most interesting challenges that real estate developers are facing now, making decision on the tech that you will uh, invest and put into the buildings. Right. So, and we're looking at also a lot of companies that are not just looking at tech in the buildings, but also tech to build, right? I mean, the whole way that construction is being done is also changing. Is that impacting a lot? Do you think the way that that project managers like yourself or, you know, entrepreneurs like yourself, you're thinking through, you know, costs and integration with tech and how the real estate world will look like in the future? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there is a, um, if you look at tech at the real estate industry, I think uh, the first uh, thing was a, a project management software where there are a few now that are very good, very successful. Uh, we're really enjoying using them. We're really feeling it's improving uh, the processes. Mm-hmm. And I think like, at least for us, uh, this, those uh, programs were well implemented into our organization. It is what, that's it. It's working, it's moving. Now we're looking more into a lot of other things, like a lot of um, softwares that are helping you, for example, estimate the cost of a project, um, estimate um, uh, quantities in a project, how much concrete or how much uh, units of the air condition and things like that. Um, this, I think this segment of the market it's not cooked yet, 100%. There is a lot to be done, a lot to be researched, um, a lot, uh, a lot, uh, there, there are a lot of uh, interesting things and I'm seeing a lot of interesting things. There is a company that developing a new concrete now and that is a big promise. There was, I don't know, $50 million was invested with in them already. But the amount of the concrete that our manufacturer until today was that. And <laughs> it's a much better concrete, obviously much cheaper. And most importantly, it's uh, better for the ecosystem, much better for the ecosystem. It's more green, but it will take them time to get to real production that yeah. you can um, build a whole building with that. Tell me about community, um, you know, the surrounding community, the surrounding uh, businesses and 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 how that plays a role with with the project that you do because you one of the things we talked about right before we started was the fact that you're not just involved necessarily with the actual building itself but you actually are thinking strategically about the surrounding of the building and how to create a win-win situation that that helps everybody emerge so so what what do you do there for example yeah i think that the i think the biggest concern in a in the real estate industry, in the big cities, uh, is our retailers. And uh, we're seeing them all closing. Uh, they were starting to suffer before COVID uh, from uh, the trend of online buying. Uh, and COVID is uh, really, it was really like, was killing the retail industry, in especially in a city like New York. And I think for us, really, uh, Retail is important. First of all, it's part of our business model. Uh, we're supposed to make money and a lot of money on that segment of the building, on that part of the building. And then I think 
real estate, uh, the retail is important to all of us as a community. It's boring to go in a street that there is nothing, that all the retailers are closed. It's uh, giving us a more uh, a dangerous feeling or more like an abandoned feeling. And it's much nicer to go and that you have nice, interesting stores or you can have your uh, local uh, retailer. And what we what we were trying to do in uh, in our portfolio in uh, northern Manhattan was to try to push our tenants to buy uh, at local retailers by giving them a discount on the buys. So meaning ten percent of what they are buying in the retailers in the neighborhood, we would give them as a discount in the retail, and we do that we did that for a certain time. Uh, it was uh, it was okay. It was. It was not a big success, but it was, it showed me at least that uh, there are things to do and to consider in the future. And I, I think we all need to find a way to support uh, the, our retailers. Um, so we will have nicer, more vibe neighborhoods, more happening neighborhoods. I, I lost you in the last sentence. Can you, can you repeat that? I said that we all need to think about our retailers and to support, help, make them, you know, prosper. Uh, uh, so because it's it's nicer to have a neighborhood with nice retail, with vibes, with people in the street, with uh, that everything is happening. Yeah, I think I think the interesting, you know, insight from here is this idea that, you know, you're not just building a building, you're building a life, right? And you're mentioning that. At the end, this the the way you're looking at real estate. It's one of those last things that get manufactured in our cities. It's it's for for the vast majority of people around the world. It's sort of the holy grail of getting of of getting to sort of their their stable state. And and a huge part of it is the community. And we've seen over the last few years how community has been playing a bigger and bigger role. Uh, things like retail and vibe, etc. And so I think that's that's really really interesting. And uh, tw- twenty minutes is not nearly enough to uncover, you know, anything really about about the space in a deep way. But but I did learn from here a lot of you know the the mentality that you bring into this, both the long term thinking on the investment side, on the commitment side, thinking about community, thinking at the end about what what people actually want, and over thirty years keeping an open mind uh, about how to pivot and how to continuously improve. Uh, and I definitely want to check out the music room. In the new rebel yes. building, we get it awesome. there. Yeah, it will take another two years, but we're gonna play something together over there. I don't know, today, but I can, you know, I can <laughs> I'm excited noise. for that. I can make some noise. <laughs> I love that, Iran. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. This was great. 